Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? This is TJ Murphy and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. My guest today is Michelle Molitor, mind detective and the founder and CEO of Nectar Consulting Inc. and co-author of the best-selling book, Breakthrough Healing. Michelle works with executives and entrepreneurs, bringing over 30 years of experience, intuitive insights, and strategic business savvy to help high-achieving professionals get at the root causes of their blocks created by self-doubt imposter syndrome, anxiety, overwhelm, and burnout, and ultimately eliminate them. She assists her clients in achieving greater confidence and self-worth so they can be more productive and satisfied in their careers, have more time for health, home life, and hobbies to amplify their success with greater ease and balance. Just a few of the golden takeaways Michelle shares in this episode are the science-based techniques she uses to help high-achieving professionals get at the root causes of their blocks created by self-doubt how to eliminate imposter syndrome from your life and turning your pain into purpose and passion so that you can build the resiliency to stay the course. So let's dive in. Please enjoy this empowering conversation with Michelle Molitor. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us, so let's dive in. Hey, Michelle, welcome to Adventurous Entrepreneurs. Hey, TJ, thanks so much for having me on your show. Yeah, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this conversation ever since we first met, and I'm excited because you are one of the top experts when it comes to helping people overcome self-doubt, imposter syndrome, anxiety, overwhelm, burnout, all things that as entrepreneurs, we all struggle with at one time or another. At least I can say that's been true for me at times throughout my career, which I'm excited to have you here today. So before we get into some of the ways that you help people to achieve greater confidence and and self-worth and ultimately lead more productive and satisfying lives. Let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you became the adventurous entrepreneur you are today. Well, it was a long and winding road for sure. (laughs) Usually (laughs) it wasn't the path that I was expecting at all. I was actually a creative director in web development in my former career. And I had gotten hired by a global technology firm to come manage their team. I got moved um, out to the San Francisco Bay Area at the height of the original dot-com boom. And it was a very exciting time. And I was working 80 hours a week and I was super stressed out. And um, I hired a few people for my team who very quickly made it uh, abundantly clear that they didn't like working for a woman. And essentially, I got bullied out of my job, and it was really painful. It crushed my confidence, and it created a massive case of imposter syndrome for me. And I discovered coaching, which was uh, pretty nascent uh, as an industry at that point in time, to help me figure out what 
to do next? Gosh, you know, how do I how do I move forward from this um, fall? And my ego was pretty severely bruised. And I just, I couldn't see the path forward. And so in the process of getting coached, it was honestly as if all the cells in my whole body came into alignment and said, no, not this, look over here. And so I knew coaching was actually the path that I needed to pursue. So I pivoted my career. I got trained and certified and I started my own company in 2001. Amazing. So um, I've been doing it ever since, and I've just become a a learning junkie on all things personal development and leadership and what makes us tick as humans and how do we become our most authentic self and filled with confidence, especially after dealing with um, something as challenging as I went through. And I, I see corporate PTSD all the time in my clients. So um, I've got a whole slew of um, science-based tools that I use in my work with clients that combines coaching and hypnotherapy um, over a, a relatively short period of time to help folks identify the underlying blocks that are holding them back, that are creating a lack of confidence, that are creating the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, and help them literally rewire their brains with new neural pathways, new ways of thinking and seeing the world that empower them, that motivate them intrinsically based on their own values and has them show up more effectively um, in their lives and their their businesses, um, all, you know, all aspects of their their life and work. Yeah. And it's powerful stuff. And I really like that, you know, for you, you are a coach and you help people, but you're coming from a real place of experience. Like you went through those struggles, you know what it feels like and you overcame it and came out brighter on the other side. You know, so many coaches out there in this crazy world we live in maybe have some good insights that they learn, but haven't actually experienced what they're teaching in the first place. So you come from passion and have a serious why behind what you do. And I'd love to dive into more of that, which we will, but tell me a little bit about where things are at today here in October of 2022. What's got your focus right now and what are you looking forward to the most in the months ahead? Well, the work that I do is so rewarding. Um, And it's really about how can I help more people globally to rewire their minds, to rewire their heart, mind, and spirit with better ways that um, enable them to release the fear, the trauma that's caught in their nervous system, and to expand their lives, to do their good work in the world. And so um, in addition to working one-on-one with folks, I also have an online course called How to Become Unshakable which you can go through at your own pace. It has the coaching and the hypnotherapy components to it. And it's a, it's a deep dive. It's an introspection um, in a guided way that helps you release um, that, that fear and that trauma and identify what are the new ways that you are consciously choosing to move through the world versus based on the old models, the old programming that's been caught in your your subconscious mind, perhaps since you were a child, right? So yeah. 
I, I essentially am helping people move through life with greater conscious intention. Yeah. And it's, it's so critical. I mean, we get in our own ways all the time and self-doubt imposter syndrome, I think are two of the, the biggest forces for people not realizing their, their true passion in life and going after what brings them joy and what allows them to serve people at the highest level. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's crippling at times and it's amazing that there are resources out there, especially now more than ever. And I'd like to paint a picture here for a second. What influences have you found to be some of the biggest contributors to imposter syndrome? And do you see any common obstacles that repeatedly surface amongst the people that you work with when it comes to overcoming self-doubt and imposter syndrome? Sure. Well, in all the research and study that I've done, um, what I realized is the underbelly of imposter syndrome is self-doubt. And I've identified five different self-doubt archetypes, um, which show up for people in different ways, shapes, and forms, right? Just like the, the love languages. There's five love languages, and we typically have one or two that are most predominant, even though um, we're ruled by all five. And it's the same thing with these self-doubt archetypes. There's typically one or two that are the real drivers of your self-doubt. Yeah. Um, and once you identify those drivers, then you take your power back from your fear because you're bringing it up from the subconscious to the conscious mind and go, oh, is that true for me today? Or am I, re am I reacting from a place of old-based fears, right? So um, each time you recognize what those fears are, you can slowly um, pull them apart, if you will, and dissect them and go, oh, is this really true now in this pre present moment? Um, I always like to tell folks, um, when you look fear in the face, it turns into the nothingness that it actually is. Mm. And so this work is a process of doing that and going, oh, I actually am enough. I am capable. I am competent. I can achieve what I'm setting out to achieve. Um, but we get caught with these fear blinders that say, no, life only looks this way. That's the only way to move through life that is safe. And so as you take those fear blinders off, you see so much more of what's available to you to achieve um, with greater joy. Yeah, I love it. Taking the fear blinders off and I am enough. My wife and I actually had that written on our uh, mirror in our bathroom so we could see that. I mean, every time we were in the bathroom and it's just a great reminder. I know for me early on in my entrepreneurial career and honestly to this day though, I'm better at combating it now, but you know, I've suffered with imposter syndrome and self-doubt at times and having those thoughts and feelings of, Am I good enough? How can I compete with the likes of them? Or, you know, wow, if only I could be as confident as as so-and-so. You know, most of that's fueled by social media and, you know, a lens where we're really only seeing the best that people want to show. But I've found, for me at least, it's it's really all in my head. 
those those thoughts don't hold any truth for the people that you know I respect and care about most, my peers, my clients, the people that I serve. And it's just not how others view me. It's something that I've just created, a fear that's built up in my head. And time and time again, I think I've proven to myself that, and I've seen others do the same, but those limiting beliefs are are meaningless. They only count carry an ounce of truth if we let them fester. And the key to turn those negative thoughts into action, although I, you know, I have to do it in these moments and please correct me if if you think there's a better way of thinking about it but i have to commit wholeheartedly to do the things that i may be afraid to do to pick up the phone and you know call the potential client or to record the live video that i'm afraid to record or to start a new podcast you know whatever it is that is making me fearful or feel inferior, I just need to practice and and do those things. And I think as you put it in our last conversation, turning those pain, that pain into action and, and passion, purpose and passion, I think is how you Absolutely. Our, our greatest source of pain is our greatest source of passion and purpose, right? When yeah. you can move beyond it and go, oh, this was actually a lesson. My experience of getting bullied out of my, my tech career was super painful but the gift of it was the realization of there's so much more for me to do right there's so much more for me um different ways for me to be of contribution and to share my gifts and talents and so it was a redirection of that that had me recognize that the genuine source of my purpose and passion right it's not to say that creative stuff and graphic design is a part of it It is every single day it's fundamental to who i am um and so i would encourage all of your listeners to to look at those most difficult of times that you've gone through and how it has fueled your strength and your resilience moving forward right every every um challenge that we've gone through in life whether it's been when you were five or 15 or 50, it doesn't matter. It's, it helps you um, expand your abilities, expand your comfort zone. And your mind just likes what's familiar. Yeah. And if your mind has been programmed to say, this is familiar, this narrow bandwidth is what's familiar. Anytime you stretch beyond that, that's where the dis-ease shows up, the, the wiggling, the squirming in your seat of stretching oh, beyond yeah. the edges of your comfort zone. But even recognizing that and like, okay, there's the edge of my comfort zone. Keep going. Uncomfortable happens. Keep going because you will never know until you try. And even if you fail, if you fall down, you get to pick yourself back up and go, okay, what did I learn from that? And what shifts and adjustments do I need to make and move forward once again? Yeah. Our comfort zones are stretchy. You know, we can (laughs) push them far beyond what we think they're capable of, but then they stay there. And maybe they'll attract a little bit at times, but when you expand them, they're going to keep pushing that limit further and further. And this is great because I'm, I'm curious what advice you would give somebody who may be having these feelings, may not know exactly what they are feeling they know they're experiencing imposter syndrome and they can rationalize that 
it isn't all powerful over them, but they're still struggling at times and falling into negative thought patterns of, of self-doubt. What would you have someone you know, do in that situation to really kind of lay the foundation for growth? Sure. Well, there's a simple tool that I like to share with folks. In those moments when that self-doubt that I'm not enough, I'm who am I that's taking over your mind and creating those negative looping thoughts, who am I, who am I, who am I, ah, right? And it creates that oh, in your whole system. The, the challenge is to catch yourself and ask yourself, well, if I'm thinking that thought, how does it make me feel? Wow, that one makes me feel really uncomfortable. It makes me feel squirmy. It makes me want to pull the covers over my head and not, you know, go do what I know that I need to do. And so once you become conscious to the impact of that thought on your whole system, right? We don't just operate from the head up. It's your mind, heart, your whole body system. Then you can say to yourself, okay, well, what's the exact opposite? Of that thought, right? Well, who am I not to start this podcast? I have a unique perspective in the world that I want to share, right? So you write down that negative looping thought, and then you write down the exact positive opposite of that thought. And then you ask yourself, well, which one of these feels better? Which one empowers me to get up and move forward and to take the chance, the risk, to do the thing that hasn't been done before. Well, that feels, it feels a little nervous, but it's kind of butterfly excitement versus angst, right? And so it's all about finding the path that feels good, literally, right? Um, you know, our heart has a brain of its own, essentially. And it is far more powerful, actually, in a lot of ways than your brain from an emotional perspective. So when you can find the emotion, the thought, that feeling that actually pulls you forward instead of the one that holds you back, that's the path that your, that your body, your heart, your spirit is telling you this is the way to go. Yeah, that's, that's the path you need to really lean into. But... I love this. You need to label what the the negative emotion is, the fear is, write it down, and then what is the polar opposite of that? Is right. that is that a positive feeling that really does drive you and push you forward? Then yes, lean into it. And I think that's a great exercise to do every day, even if you're not feeling, you know, strong, powerful feelings of self-doubt just in everything that we do every interaction, every action, every engagement that we have, is that the right thing to be doing in the moment? Yeah, I actually, I like to call that a quantum flip. Quantum flip. We geek out for just a minute and go to quantum physics, right? Science shows us that energetic particles, they go in one direction and different from like rolling a marble up a hill, it rolls up and then it slows down and then goes all the way back down, right? A quantum flip is that energy particle that is moving in one direction and then on a dime can flip and go in the other direction without having to slow down. It just, whoop, it goes the other way, right? Yeah. And so when you shift your mindset like that, you're actually making that quantum flip. You're choosing 
the thought that feels good versus the thought that feels bad. You're choosing the path that moves you forward versus the path that holds you back. And it can be just that simple if you choose. Yeah. Take out the paddle and ricochet it in the right direction. All right, Michelle. So this is a podcast about entrepreneurship, but one of the biggest hurdles most successful entrepreneurs face at, at one time or another is living a well-rounded life and doing the things that bring us joy with the people that we care about most. What does living a well-rounded life look like for you? Um, finding balance is key, right? Work can be consuming, especially as an entrepreneur, because we are most often driven by our passions, right? I love this work. I want to get it out into the world. I want to be able to help more people. And you have to take time to stop and recharge your batteries. Um, because if you exhaust yourself, if you burn yourself out, then you don't have the reserves you need to share your gifts, your talent with the world, right? Yeah. And so taking time for me is um, going out into nature, going for hikes. Sometimes it's a, it's as simple as sitting in my backyard and watching the birds um, and feeling the the wind on my face and the sunshine. Um, because that is, it creates that, that sense of peace and calm and groundedness for me, right? Everyone has their own way of doing that. Um, spending time with family, with friends, with pets, right? Yeah. Um, and then th it's the thing that takes you out of that analytical mind and puts you into the zone, um, I like to paint, right? I, I'm an artist. And um, that's another thing that really helps me. Um, it's just like, it's it's almost like I'm channeling the energy um, through me and it reveals itself as it comes out the end of my brush sometimes. So it's always an adventure. Yeah, nature is my element too. I mean, if I'm not getting outside and going for a walk in the woods behind our house in the middle of the day or going on a mountain bike ride or, or rock climbing on the weekends. I'm not doing it right because those are the things that do ground me and recharge me and, and allow me to really bring my fullest and my best to everything that can be hard. And I know you work with a lot of executives, you know, high performing entrepreneurs, people that I'd imagine in a lot of cases are used to working insanely long hours and may not be the best at taking those things that do fill them back up. Are there any, you know, kind of practices or, or things that you do with those clients to help them, well, A, figure out what those grounding hobbies are or activities are, and then how to actually structure them into their daily lives so that they can recharge and they can ground themselves to be able to serve and perform at their highest? Sure. Well, I always, always start with every client with a values exercise, like what's really important to you and why is that important to you? Why is that work? Why is that important to your work personally and professionally, right? Because our values are the foundational drivers of how we show up in the world every single day. And so having them remember those core values, perhaps, um, is is fundamental. And then helping them create 
a path that works best for them. It might be taking five minutes to meditate in your chair at your desk, right? It might be, you know, stepping outside of the building and, and walking around the parking lot, right? Whatever it might be for them that has them put their work brain on hold for just a moment so that they can come back to their center and create the mindfulness that they need um, to then move forward once again with greater clarity. Because when, when we overwork and we create that burnout, it creates a fog. And then you're just caught in this severe tunnel vision of, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it can take an immense toll mentally, emotionally, physically on yourself. Um, When you're running high levels of cortisol um, and adrenaline all the time, you're, you're caught in that fight and flight mode and your body's like, I got to run from the saber tooth tiger. Right. Except it's, it's only, in our, our mind, it's based on our environment. So recognizing that the problems, the challenges will still be there tomorrow, yeah. right? Whether you take time to eat a proper meal, to get enough sleep, to, to take time for yourself or not. Um, I remember in my corporate days, you know, I was on that hamster wheel go, 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 go. Cause it was all about proving myself. Am I okay? Am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? And I thought if I didn't, then someone would, would swoop in and replace me. And so I get the drive of that. I truly understand it. And you have to learn how to say no. You have to learn how to set clear boundaries around what you need mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically to take care of yourself so that you can show up the next day um, and continue to bring your best to the work. Yeah, absolutely. And it takes courage. And, you know, I've at least found that when you do set those boundaries, when you are willing to say no, when you're willing to make it clear what you need, people are going to respect you for that more often than not. You know, and and a lot of companies, go ahead. I was just say it's all about training the people around you. A right? company company culture is based uh, from the head down. So you look at any major corporation and who's the CEO and what's their work ethic, and that's what's expected nine times out of ten out of the rest of the organization. You can look at Tesla, for example. They happen to be here in my backyard. Um, you know, and and it's a very high stress driven culture. Um, versus uh, a company like RAI, very, very different, right? Because of the beliefs and the values of the founders of those organizations. So as entrepreneurs, it's something to be really mindful of. What's the culture that you want to set for your own organization, whether you're a one-man, one-woman band, or you've got a whole team around you? Being really mindful of that and setting those boundaries and setting the expectations of those boundaries for everyone else on your team is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're really starting to see a big shift. And of course, there's going to be the exceptions to that, perhaps Tesla, where the drive to work insane hours and get things done is always going to be there. But that other side of workplace wellness and really 
having that to be a core pillar in the company's foundation where it's expected that you're going to go take those breaks. It's expected that you're doing things that are bringing you better mental health and that those resources are available and celebrated as opposed to, you know, kind of being tucked under the rug, if you will. Right. Ignored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I've found that essentially everyone TJ wants to feel seen and heard and respected for the contributions, for their genius, for their unique perspectives that they bring to the table. And so as leaders, it's important to learn how to see that within the people on your team. Um, I have an amazing tool that I use called Dignify, and it helps you understand in a simple snapshot of what motivates people um, and how to how to speak to them, how to encourage them, how to motivate them based on those things that are most important to them. And it's such a powerful tool because when people feel seen and heard, they naturally lean in. They naturally want to show up and bring their best because they're feeling appreciated. And that's the simplest thing that you can do for your team is to appreciate them yeah. genuinely and authentically. And when you can do that, you can build amazing teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people bring their A game when they feel heard, respected and, and valued. And as you said, yeah, everybody has a different way of receiving that. So really getting to understand each person on your team as as best as you can. Obviously, if you have a bigger team, that becomes harder, but taking the time to really understand where people are and how they like to receive feedback and praise and all the elements that will let you be a better leader to them. Mm -hmm. Well, the cool right. thing about this particular technology, it, it's very scalable. So whether you have 10 people or a thousand people on your team, um, there's ways to, to utilize it to help create um, that intrinsic motivation and synergies on teams. Awesome. So part of our focus is looking at entrepreneurship through the lens of being an adventure. And in every great adventure story, there's typically a guide or a mentor, somebody that helps the hero down the path to reaching their goals. Do any mentors or influential people in your life come to mind that have really helped to shape you into the adventurous entrepreneur you are today? Um, there, there, are, there are three that come to mind. The first two are my parents. My parents um, have been entrepreneurs and business partners for uh, almost their entire married life of 64 years now. So um, I was inspired at a young age um, I remember going and sitting at the office with my dad. We had an answering service of amongst many other things back when they were used to do this with, it was crazy. Um, and just seeing that if you put your mind to something, you, you can create it, right? And being tenacious and following your heart. Um, the other person is a, a dear friend and colleague. Her name's Sheila Lewis, and she's an amazing leader and one of the most uh, brilliant consultants I've had the joy of working with over the years and just seeing how she sees people and manages people and 
communicates with people was um, beautiful to to witness and get to work alongside with her on a variety of different um, corporate leadership development projects. I love that. So as we wrap things up here, I've got a couple of kind of quick takeaways for people. And the first one is, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've made in recent time, like the last couple of years? It could be investment of money, time, energy, anything at all. I would say, hands down, one of the best investments you can make as an entrepreneur is investing in yourself, right? Taking the time to understand yourself and to move your own blocks out of the way. Understand what those drivers are so that you can step into your dreams, your goals more fluidly, more effectively, more joyfully without all the negative head noise and baggage that we tend to carry around. I like to call it the junk in your trunk, right? <laughs> you got way <laughs> yeah. too much junk in your trunk. So you get that out of the way. It's like, woo, now it's smooth sailing. Um, so taking time to do that, and it's it might feel a little daunting, maybe a little vulnerable. Um, but as I learned many, many years ago, when we show up more authentically and more vulnerable, vulnerable, I can't even say it, in a vulnerable way, there we yeah, go. There you go. <laughs> With folks, um, it makes you far more approachable. It makes you far more relatable to people. And that's just good for business, right? And how you work with your clients, you work with your customers, um, your vendors, et cetera. Yep. Love that. When you feel overwhelmed or that brain fog starts to settle in, you're unfocused, what do you do to get back on track? I always have to hit the pause button. Like if I'm trying to push my way through and that uh, all that is trying to take over my brain, I have to pause and step back. I go outside, I go for a walk. I might sit and meditate for 30 minutes um, just to calm my system down. Um, because finding that separation when you we come to the seat of yourself and you can watch all the noise as if it's on a movie screen, right? You can see, oh, I'm not that. It's just something that's happening. And when you can create that separation, then it allows for much more clarity to drop in. And then your, your um, inner wisdom can have an opportunity to be heard and guide you to your next steps. Yeah. And you're somebody that has clearly put in the work to develop habits, routines, and just systems for thinking that really help you to unlock optimal joy in your life and be productive and, and serve people at the highest level. In the last five years or so, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Well, I would say um, when when I discovered the this particular tool called Rapid Transformational Therapy, or RTT, it helped me see that I had a deeply held belief that I wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that, and I was able to turn that around, that one simple little thing, those three little words, I am enough. And I've really come to own it and embody it and expand that out into the world. 
that made such a massive difference for me. I can't even begin to tell you. I love that. I'm going to have to look into it. It's not something I'm familiar with. So we'll drop a link in the show notes if you have any resources to share with people. Sure. Awesome. Well, Full as of we resources. Wrap it, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're going to have a lot in the show notes here. So definitely check that out if you're listening. There's going to be some great, great value in there. And Michelle, as we wrap it up, what ask, challenge, or parting advice do you have for my audience before we get into socials where people can find you online, all that jazz? I always like to remind people rewire your brain, think new thoughts, and your life will follow. Amazing. And where can we find you online? Website, socials, all that stuff. Sure. You can find me at michellemolitor.com, um, Michelle with one L. And um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can come over into Facebook. I have a, a, a group there called Rewire for Success. I've got daily inspiration there for, for you. Um, I've got Free a free ebook for you on imposter syndrome and how to overcome that. Um, uh, self doubt quiz. We can see which self doubt archetype is slowing you down, and of course, my how to become unshakable online course when you're ready to start doing some of that deeper dive work with yourself. Amazing. Well, as promised, we'll be putting all of that in the show notes, and I recommend everyone check it out. So. Michelle, this has been a real treat. I appreciate you sharing so much wisdom with us today and for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I've personally learned a ton from this conversation and I'm looking forward to following you and your journey and cheering you on as you help people eliminate those roadblocks and ultimately helping them unlock their truest potential and happiness. So thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Dave. TJ, it's been a, a real joy being here with you today. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, Life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.